We'll continue from where we left off yesterday. We're on Daf Yud already, Baruch Hashem. Let's continue. Reb Zira b'Shem Reb Ami. Reb Yir said, "Name Reb Ami." Beyomid the Reb Yochanan. In the time of in the days of Reb Yochanan, having a nafki in the Tanita, when they had to go to Tanit, a Tanit of Tsara that they had, where they had to go out to the Rachov, and when they had to go out to the Rachov, it would take time for everyone to gather in a Tanit Sibur like that. Okay, so then they would say Kriyatshma ahead of time. Okay, so they could say Bizman. The Karushma Batatlatashain. And then would eventually, by the time everyone got together, we did the Dabani together, a bit like Shabbos mornings, you know, they would uh, eventually said said Shma after Batar after three hours into the day. and he wouldn't didn't object to our practice. Now, why would he possibly object to the practices? We'll see in a minute. So Rabyosi Vrabaacha, Nafinatanita. They went out to unfortunately a Tanit Zibur. Atat Zibur. They, the Tzibur Kainu Makri Shema, and eventually they said Shema Bata Tlatsha in after Zman Kriyat Shema, after three hours, according to Yeshua. So, Bayi Rab Rab Acha Machui Biada, he wanted to object to this practice. So, Amar Lei, Rab Yossi, Rab Yossi says, V'halo Kfar Karu Otabonata, but you know we already said Kriyat Shema in advance. Klum Kori Notav, the only reason why we're saying Shema now, Ele Kedei Lamod B'Tvila Mitoch Divrei Torah. So that we can lead from Kriyat Shema into, into davening, like we saw by Marev already a number of times in the Masechta. So Amalei, no. The reason why we have to object to this practice is mitnei ha'edyotot. For those people that are not necessarily learned, shaloyom rim, because they might think the fact that all these rabbis are here, we daven so late in the day, they would think that the davening was done in a kosher manner, bonatahim korinotah. They did it at the proper time. So now that, that's, that's, now you can understand the previous sugi, what they have to say, in the times of Yochan, we did this practice and, no, and he didn't object. Okay, because you can see there might be grounds for objection, like we saw in this, in this incident here, that out of concern for the head yotot, that had davening so late, they'll misunderstand what went as man Okay, let's continue. Elu brachot ma'arachim bahen. These are the brachot that you can ma'arich in them, or that they are long. We'll see in a minute. First is, those are of Rosh Hashanah. So that way, Matos Zichros Shavrod, actually, the way the, uh, the Haredim explains it, is not only is it long, it says, He can even add, extend, and more psukim and the like to the, say, Malchim and Zichron Shavrod. And Yom HaKippurim, Rav Chaim here says, Yom HaKippurim is referring to an Yoivel, but you also do Malchim and Zichron Shavrod. And also Tanit Sibur. What's Tanit Sibur? Where's the extension there? Because we know in Tanit Sibur, they added six brachot, Ben Goel le Rofe, right? Rafaino. That's when the and Bayumarechim Bahem, and in those brachas, I would extend them as well. Now here it says, Mibrechatav Sheladam, Abrechatav Adam Nikar im Tamachach im Borhu. That through the brachas, now the Gara puts this a bit later on, but we're going to read as we have it in front of us. From the brachas of an individual, you can work out is if he's a Tamachacham or is a, he's really completely unlearned. Meaning, is he Marich when he's meant to Marich and he's a Makatsa when he's meant to Makatsa? If people are getting creative, uh, you can work out if the creativity is, is uh, done in a proper manner, then there might be a Tamachacham. And if it's not done the right way, they're just a, a book. So, Elu Elu Brachon Makatsrim, these are the Brachon you do short. <laughs> so they're generally just open baroque in a single line and also on, on peyrot and uberkata zimun and bracha achronastro bekatamazon. What's the last bracha in berkatamazon? That is. No, 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 no. This is hatovamitiv. Right? Uh-huh. The three and hatovamitiv is the last one. Now, if you look at the Pnei Moshe, Rebbe, look at the Pnei Moshe, Birkat Amazon, 
ברכת היין על הכוס. אוקיי, slow down, I, I warned, okay, you, יש על מה לסמוך, but I warned you that when you learn your Ashalmi, you can probably say anything you like and you'll find someone who says it like. Okay, so I, I apologize, but the way... No, Rabbi, I apologize. Sorry, but Reb Chaim, Reb Chaim explains it, the way we've been explaining, I think most other Roshonim as well, Abba Mepharshim as well. There's Tonga Birkata Tov Meitiv. Now what's interesting that there's a kasha that you could bring. Pnei Rosh Kadas kasha. How can that be? That's a shlata long brach. What's interesting is Reb Chaim says the Ikarak Takana, I can read inside if you like, the Ikarak Takana was only Baruch HaTov Meitiv. The Ikarak Takana was only Yeshua Bracha. We've ended up extending it with the Gimel Malchiot, Gimel Hatavot, Gimel Kmulot, but it seemed to be that that was meant to, initially, that was only meant to be a simple, simple Baruch HaTov Meitiv type of brach. Okay. So the Gemara says, one second, when it says Elu Barachot HaMekatsrim, is that a definitive list? Does that mean every other bracha, ha-kol shar ha-brachot adam ma'arich, that, um, that the, all the other brachas you can go long? That seems to make, also contradict the ratio because the ratio also had a definitive, it seemed to be, if you assume that's a definitive list as well, that wouldn't make sense. So, so in other words, what, how, are we meant to take this literally? So Amrav, <coughs> pardon me, Amarav Fizkia min madatani, from what we see, what we learned in a brighter, Hamarich Hareze Megunav, Makatser Reze Meshubach, someone who is Ma'arich, that's considered a bad thing, and Makatser is a good thing, Hada Amrasha Ezein Zekla. So the way the Reb Chaim explains, it seems to be another brighter that's not referring to these brachot, that seem to say that it's best to keep it short. Mashma, there seems to be another bracha beyond the list we've just seen that is also meant to be short, so therefore this list is not Meduyak. However, for our benefit, because I just, just uh, I found this answer in the Haredim, the Haredim says that this is actually talking about the Brachat HaShmonas, where this brighter. It says, doesn't, someone doesn't add at all to the Nusach HaChamim, that's Mushubach. So he understands this price is referring to Shmonasre, and therefore we see that also Bukato Shmonasre also meant to be Mekatser. So therefore, it's, we don't understand, we're not meant to say, understand the the that the we just saw previously, that they're, they're not a definitive list. That it, when it says Elu Mekatser, there's more examples rather than a, a, a complete list of those you meant to Mekatser, because we see other ones, for example, the way the Charedi explains it, other ones, Brechot Shmonasre, they also meant to Mekatser. Let's continue. In the Prach of Gal Israel, on a Tanit Sibur, that you can't, you meant to extend the Bracha and make it longer. So, what about the other six? You're adding these extra Brachas, you're not, you can't, you can't Marich those. And that's rhetorically asking. So, Amriya said, no. They're obviously, that, however, you might think, because you might think, that since Gal Israel is part of Shemona Asra itself, lo you might think that I, that just all the other Brechad Shmanas where we're limited in its length, that also should be restricted. So therefore, I had to go out of its way, the Gemara to say, lafum ken tzarich meimah, to teach you tzarich larich, bo Gal Yisrael, betanit, on a tanit, you have to extend Gal Yisrael. Fine. Elu brachot sheshochachim bahem, these are brachot you meant to bow in. Berishona, that means the first brachot Shemona Asra, tchilavasot. And also Modim, the Bracha of Modim, also Tchilavasov. In the beginning of Modim, and Valkolam is still part of Brachat Modim, most people don't realize this. But at the end of that, you know, Valkolam continues, the end of that, you also you bow as well. 
We say, don't do bowing too much. Rav Chaim brings two reasons. One is, is that he says, If everyone thinks it's a good thing, you know, um, that uh, I'll bow in every, every bracha. After a while, the takanach come people forget what it was. Because every single person, you know, wants to do the best monastery of the person next to him. And therefore, he'll stop bowing in every bracha. And they forget what, it, what it's all about. But odd, he says, another reason is it's a chashash that the guys, he'll end up looking gaividic. Now, why would someone look gaividic? Because we, we have to understand, we have, we'll see the next part. The, 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 it will become clear in the continuation of the Gemara. Um, fine. So, Rabbi Yitzhak Baranachim B'Shem Rabbi Yeshua Ben Levi, Kohen Gadol Shocheach Sof Kol Bracha, Bracha, that a Kohen Gadol, he has to bow at the end of every Bracha, and a Melech, Rosh Kol Bracha, Bracha Vesofko Bracha. He has to bow at the beginning and at the end. Meaning, the bigger a person is, the more Hachna'a he has to have in Tefillah. Okay, so you can understand why then the second answer, if someone, a regular guy thinks he's going to have to down every single Bracha, that might look like Yehorah that thinks it's such a big shot. That he, that, you know, I'm so, I really have to bow. You know, have to sub, you know. Anyway. The Rebbe Simon B'Shem Rebbe Yeshua Ben Levi HaMelech Shul Korea Enu Niskafa Chumashin Tefillah says, no. A king, once he bows, he's, he's bowing the whole Shmanasri. My time, what's the reason? He says, because it says, mm-hmm. when he finished davening, all the davening supplication, and he got up from his bow from bowing on his knees. So you see, he was bowing, it sounds like he was bowing the entire time. Just give me one moment, for that can Okay, sorry about that. Let's continue. The Gemara now says, Kriya ve'ezu bricha. And it actually doesn't even really explain it. And the Gemara in Brachel brings a brighter, the Kida, there's, it talks about Kida, Bricha, Nishtach, Avayal. A lot of the Mepharshim here understand that, that uh, the Kriya here is actually Kida. And Kida seems to be some sort of a, one way of understanding is like, is, the, the brighter says is Al Panav on one's face. So it could be a complete folding over, like touching the toes, bowing. Um, some people say, it's, well, you'll see, but could Levi demonstrate a kid and he hurt himself? It seemed to be some sort of push-up sort of exercise of some sort. And then bricha means to be bowing on so one's knees. And ishtacha vaya, which we're not discussing now, that's bishut yadayim raglayim, lying flat on the floor, the most, the most flat sort of uh, type of uh, bowing. In any event, the Gemara says, Rabchia Rava, he tried to show Rebbe, demonstrated what it was, this bowing, and he became injured in his legs, so he became lame, but nonetheless, Nitropavita recovered. Reb Levi, we know the story famously from, from Tanit, Barat Barasisi, he showed Kriya, which we're saying now is the same thing as Kida, because that's how it says in Tanit, it says, and he got injured below near Trapa. He didn't get, he didn't recover from us. He was, a, he became limp all his life because of it. And the Gemara, you're familiar with Tanit that it says there was another reason for it as well, but I'll leave that for you in further study. Let's continue. The Kapar Prusot, his, his, his hands were, um, it's in the Pasuk, his, he was Prusot, his hands were Prusot the Shamayim when he was Davin. It's referring to uh, Shmuel, um, sorry, Shlomo Mela. Um, so what does it mean? He says this, this was he was standing like a Rukhaim says here like a chole, someone who has no control over his limbs. It was a completely salt dog, like completely salt, like a inanimate. 
when he was davening. It was Prusa Lashamay. Uh, interesting, if you want to bring the penny in Moshe, he says it was like Menukad. Niknakdim is like Menukad and Mutsuyar, like, like a, almost like a, a picture on the wall, completely inanimate when he was, when he was davening. Okay, so Amareb Alazar ben Avina, Kekapaim Halalu, he's showing his hands, Shalom Natfu, we have in front of us Natfu. The, the, the Reb Chaim says, Shalom, according to Gears, Shalom Chatfu, that I didn't take the Binyana Beta Migdash Klum. So there's two ways. Either he's demonstrating to a Goddess Prophet, Reb Chaim brings two explanations here. Either he's demonstrating, here, look at my hands, I haven't taken the Binyana Beta Migdash at all, I haven't stolen anything, no cuts. Now their understanding is he's showing that it says Bishut, that I'm clean, despite the fact that the temptation is taking all this wealth for myself. And I could have perhaps been justified. I mean, the foreman gets to, gets paid. But nonetheless, Bishut that, please accept my tefillot. Okay? Now, when it comes to modim, everyone has to bow. And that's because a famous explanation that, that was known there is even though the Shleach Tzibur can be moitzi, you as an individual drink Shmanasra for everything, when it comes to thanking Kodesh Baruch Hu, that you have to do personally. So everyone has bows with a, bows with a chazan at modim. So Rebbe Zeira says, Bulvad b'modim, only the beginning of modim. Savar Lekrova, Reb Chaim says, again, there are lots of explanations here, but he says, he says that's referring to the chazan. He came to, next to the chazan, in order to bow with him, Tchila Besof. Now, there's because it was Modim de Rabbanan, and everyone finishes at different times, he wanted to coordinate the bowing so he could bow at the beginning of Modim and at the end, along with the Chazan. Okay, that's, that, that's what he wanted to do. Let's continue. Rabbi Yasa when he came to Hacha, where's Hacha? You have to remember, because he was learning Babli, Hacha and Hatam is the opposite of that. He was talking about Eretz Yisrael. Okay? Right. He came to Eretz Yisrael. So just remember that just, uh, when you're learning. He saw people bowing and he saw them whispering away. He thought they were davening. What's this whispering that I cannot hear? What's the nature of it? So he would talk about Modim Dravanam. The Marad Chalbo, Rab Chalbo says, <coughs> also Rabbi Shimon Ben Beshem, Rabbi Yochanan Beshem, Rabbi Yirmiya said, and Rabbi Chenina Beshem, Rabbi Maisha said, and Rabbi Chia Beshem, Rabbi Saima said, some say it was a Chavraya, the Tamiri Chachamim said, Beshem, Rabbi Simai. What was it? And now we'll see four different versions, none of which is the version we have. We, we think we're going to the Babli. One is Modim Anachlu Lach, Adon Kolobriot, you know, master of all preachers, Aloka Tishbachot, the god of all, you know, of all praises, Surah Alamim, that's rock, rock of the, all, all the worlds, Cheolim, that he used life to all the worlds, Yotzer Bereshit Mechayimetim, he fashions the creation. He's mechayemetim, resurrects the dead. Shechetano v'kimtano v'zichitano v'siyatano. He gives us life. He maintains us. He's, he gives us merit. He assists us. V'keraptano draws closer. Lo dot lishmechat so we could thank you. Baruch atah Hashem kelato. That's one modim deravana. Now the one Rabba Bar Zavda, the Shem Rebbe Rav, he says differently. He says modim anachnu lach sha'anu chayavim lo dot lishmechat. Isn't this beautiful? Thank you, Hashem, that we are obligated to thank you. Meaning that we're nechshav l'mashu. We're even on a level that we can be mechuyub to thank you. I, don't know, I, think, I think it's very nice. Anyway, uh, it says, Hashem says, Teranena, he quotes a part, part, of the, part of the, what he says, the pasuk, we rejoice if the, Sfatai, uh, I think it is. Yes, Sfatai ki azamralach, benafshir shepadita, that I can sing to you and my nefesh that you've redeemed. Brochat Hashem akeladot. Next. Rabbi Shmuel Barmina, Beshem Ravacha, 
Hodaya v'shevach, the thanksgiving and praise, l'shimcha to you, l'chag dula v'lachag vura, l'chag tiferet, yours is uh, greatness, might, and glory. Yeratzon l'fanecha Hashem elokeinu v'lakavotenu, sh'tismechenu, sh'minifelatenu, you should support us when we fall. V'zakfeinu mekfifotenu, that you will make us upright when we are that which we are, for that which we are bent. Because you are so mech noflim, you support those of floor, you, you make up, up, you straighten up the bent. You're full of mercy. There's no one else other than you. That's number three. Number four. This is for you, is all for manners of bowing. Because to you all, all knees are bent. This is the path, uh, uh, and 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 in your name, all, all mouths swear. For you is all greatness, might, splendor, triumph, majesty. You raise up everything. Kingship is yours. All wealth and honor is before you. Meaning you control. You control everything. This is all uh, quote from a puzzle. Okay, in your hand is all power, might, and you can you can you can do anything basically. We thank you. With all our heart, the whole nefesh, we bow, as it says, All my bones call out to Hashem, there's nothing like you. You save the poor person from that which is mightier than him, um, and take advantage, really. And the poor and, and needy, for those who take advantage and steal for him. Okay, those are four different types of modim de rabbanats that the, the Yerushalmi has, different gears. So Amar Ramir Yudin. Now this is interesting. The Marafula says this is an answer. Meaning, what was the answer? In other words, we asked the question. Rabbi Yosef came to Eretz Israel and saw people bow. And he said, What's going on here? And the question was, what you, what's going on here? You don't know Modim de Rabbanan? Look at all these Rabbanim. We just bought four different gears what they were doing. How does he not know what Modim de Rabbanan is? So the answer is no. He did know Modim de Rabbanan. He had another suffix, as we see here. Amar Yudin Nahagin Rabbanan Amrin Kulun. Some Rabbanim said all of them, Vita Amrin Ohada, Ohada, and some were selected. So what was his question when he said, what are they saying? His question was, what's the aloha? What's the nusach, exactly. What's the nusach yeah. for saying it's Israel? So that, that, would be, uh, that, would, that would be one way of understanding this. Okay. So now the Gemara says, Vatani, so back to bowing. Vatani, you'll tell me that. We've got to be, if someone bows, they shouldn't bow too excessively. Now, the random on this means that when there's modim de Rabbanan happening, they make sure the, the it says the kihida'am, they they only bow slightly, but not too much. They don't bow all the way down or, or too, too deeply. That's again, took away some time, but that's the way based on the random. So, Amr Rabbi Yirmiya, but you shouldn't do like a chardona. Now, the Reb Chaim says a chardona is like a sav. Sav is a turtle. Okay? I mean, despite the fact it's low down, it's, it keeps its neck down, its head is upright. Right. So that, that's it. So, so in other words, if one is bowing, you're not, the idea is not to keep looking forward at the gila, at the, at the Aaron. Rather, Ella calls my tomorrow, rather, you should make sure your head is completely bent over. As well, so the head bows as well. So Milta Dachanan Barba Pligi. It seemed to be the world's Rakhanaba disagree with this. Dachanan Baba Amalakhaira name Milta Tava. 
And now, whoa, this, this, you, have to, you have to be ready for this. We, we've been in a very comfortable position with Yushanli so far. Meaning nothing's, uh, that perhaps uh, Sugi's a bit familiar, the, the Sugi's haven't been too terse, but look, look, look what Reb Chaim explains here. If I would read this as we flow in, I would assume it means what Rechanan is saying is arguing what I've just said, the way I just explained the words. But read this. I, I mean, I'm going to say this out loud. What the Rishalmi does is sometimes it copies and pastes from other sugyas around us. He wanted to bring the substance of Rabchanan said. Just copies it verbatim. The Hata Marina Dasur, and there the sugya was, is Asula Shmiya Kolo Betvilato. There the sugya was a debate whether you, you're allowed, your voice can be heard in your daven. And this statement of Khanan is choilek on that opinion that says you can't, the words cannot be added. So, in other words, Milta de Khanan Pligi is a, it's an excerpt from another sugya. So be careful. In other words, and I'll explain how it's cholik on that, and then we'll see how it's relevant to our sugya. Okay? So Milta Rabchanan Barba Pligi. The Khanan Barba Amar Lechaira. He said to his friends, I'm going to tell you something wonderful. As we say, I got a good vote, right? The Khamit that I saw, the Rav that Rav did, the Rav Avi, the Rav did. Bamrita Kamei Shmuel, and I said in front of Shmuel, but come Nasha Kapum, and he kissed me on the mouth. He was so pleased. What happened? Baruch Ata, when he said Baruch Ata, he was bowing. He would stand up. Now, how's that palig in the sugir over there? It's palig because how did he know when he was bowing and when he was standing up? It must be that he heard the words of Rav as he was saying it, as he was bowing. He said, Baruch Atah, and then came up Hashem. Now, if you can't have the words out loud, he wouldn't know what he was saying at the time. He wouldn't know when he was bowing and standing up. So that's why it's palig over there. We're bringing it up in our sugir because of the interesting point in terms of we're discussing bowing, and the question is, when do you bow? When do you get up? That's that's the copy and paste going on. Okay. Shmuel Amar, Ana Amrita Taima, I'll tell you the reason, because it says Hashem Zokev Kefufim. Because when you see Hashem's name, he's okay, literally he's Zokev Kefufim, but when Hashem's name, everyone should be upright. So Ava Rebbe Amir says, Lo Mistabra, it doesn't make sense. Elibne, because it says, Mipnei Shmi, because of my name, Nichatu. Someone's in, Nichatu literally means in awe. But it seems to be that Shuan should be bowed when they hear Hashem's name. Zamar Avon says, no, it said, if it said Bishmi with my name, meaning at the time you hear my name, Michatu, then I yeah, it makes sense. However, late Ktiv Ella Mipneshmi before my name, implying what? Meaning prior to the name, I was already bowing. It was bowing. You're telling me I too much. The Rebbe, Rebbe said, got rid of him. He said, he removed him from the, um, now too much doesn't mean too many times. He said it's going over too, too, too far down. So Rebbe Ami Amar, it was Rebbe Yochanan Hamavi. Rebbe Yochanan was removed him. Amar Le Barba, no. Lo Hamavair, he didn't move him. Ella Ga'abar, he just he told him off. He didn't remove him from Chazan, he just told him off. Okay, let's continue. Um, it is, oh, how do we know when you open Baruch and close Baruch? Baruch. All brachas open with a, oh, with a Baruch. If it's a bracha 
close to another bracha, so a bracha that follows a previous bracha, could go on in the birkat of Kriyachma. The first one is the bracha, but the next one, Avaraba, is not, doesn't open with the bracha. And also tefillah, we don't see all, only the first one starts with the baruch and the rest of them continue. Then ein potchim baruch because it sits in the brachas, it doesn't need a bracha close to another one, doesn't, doesn't need to open with the baruch. Now, let's get ready for this subya. Hey, Rabbi Yirmiya. Rabbi Yirmiya brings a kash. Hare Geula. Now, here we're talking about Gula, the, the bracha before the, uh, the second cup on Seder night. Okay. Um, there, it, Hare Geula, it opens with Baruch. And the question is, why should it open with Baruch? It says, I'll read Reb Chaim inside. I'm going to read as Reb Chaim because we're, try, we're trying to be faithful to Shita. All the Mepharshim explain it differently. I haven't understood any of them, but I'll bring the Rosh Surilia, which I think is uh, at the end, which I think is a way that I, makes the most sense to me, my, my simple understanding. But I'll bring Reb Chaim because that's, a way, that's how we said we were going to do it. He says, that's on Barsha Asher Galanu. You say in Seder HaGada Belel Pesach, Hare Smucha Lahalel. It's close to Halal. Shurim Kodim Lachin Halal. With Hallel, you open with a Baruch. You say, it sounds like you say, you'd say the bracha on saying Hallel, which we don't do, right? We don't say that. So therefore, why, if it's a bracha, why is a bracha shagalanu needs a Baruch? So the answer is, no, it's showing it's different. Why? Because Since if you heard Hallel in Shul, you wouldn't need to make a brach on halal in during, during Seder. So therefore, you might not say the bracha. So therefore, it's not considered bracha smucha lechaverta. It's like a bracha on its own. Because you wouldn't need to say it if you'd said halal and shul. So next question, heitiv rebelaza. Rebelaza's bar yossi's kamei reb yossi. Rebelaza's son of yossi said before yossi. Bahas sofa. What about the bracha? What's sofa? That's a bracha at the end of halal on Seder night. Meaning... Halalucha. Well, sorry. Melech mehula betish bochois. Right, but no, but it, it, it doesn't. It doesn't potach babaruch. Right, it's halalucha. Halalucha. Right, that doesn't potach babaruch, and it's not smuchala anything. So why isn't potach babaruch? So um, so Amar Lei says shteim hena. There's actually two brachot. Reb Chaim says I'll read you inside. Well, So Reb Chaim says. You say twice. Once before the Suda. One is meaning after a Suda. And therefore, the Bracha Bialucha is Samuch Lachaverta, meaning Samuch to the other Bracha. Now, you'll see a whole different, a lot of different Perushim, Pene Moshe, Karedim, but I want to bring now the Rosh Surilio. He brings a, one first answer, um, meaning when it says Shtaimhen, his first answer is that bracha v'yalucha is not a problem. Why? Because when, when they were attacking halal, they were attacking have a bracha in the beginning and the bracha at the end. So when we finish halal at home, we keep the same nusach of the bracha that is part of halal. So just as normally yalucha doesn't end with a bracha, so by poteach the baruch, so therefore we keep the nusach. However, he says something else. I'll just read this because I think it's a wonderful way of understanding this again. In other words, this fits in nicely with the sugi. He says, you said we don't say the baruch al-mikrat, you don't say the bracha of, um, before the rukrat halal, before halal on, on Saturday night, because you've already said it at shul. 
So then why are we saying Yalalucha at the end at the end on Saturday night as well? If we don't have to say the bracha in the beginning, then I don't have to say the bracha at the end. That's his kasha. That's a kasha of the Gemara. And he says the kasha is not why it's pot- it doesn't poteach the baruch. It's obvious why it doesn't poteach baruch because it's close to other, you know, capital of Tehillim that are all brachot or words, words of praise and it doesn't need to poteach baruch. So therefore what it says, what's la, what, what's la avar atid? I'll just read another excerpt from it as well. He says, he says, the brachivialucha we say in shul that was that was metaken on the path that Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim. However, shul babayif I'm skipping a bit. That's only talking about the future. I mean, it kabracha alav because the kosod of lashon laguula, the whole nature of the brachivialucha. Despite the words, if you like, being the same, it's a completely different bracha in its intent. Meaning the one in shul is la'avar, the one at home at Saturday night is la'atid. That's why even if you said it in shul, it doesn't potter you from the bracha v'alucha at home, which is, again, the intent, the substance of the bracha is for, for the la'atid. That's the way the Rush explains it. If you want to spend hours on this, which, uh, which I was trying to do myself, I'll give you, you can have the experience of going through all the other Mepharshe Gemara to try and understand this. this. But that's, I've given you, the simplest way I could understand. All right, have a good time. Thank you so much.